Welcome to But and Make It Hallmark. My name is Patty, and I'm here with Chingai. Hey, Chingai. Hi. Hi, hi. Welcome, guys, to another episode. It's been a week since we fanned over Christmas in Vienna, and obviously we're not over that. Unfortunately, we have to be over it because we've got uh, new movies to discuss this week. And actually, it's coming up really hot and fast. It's the seven-day I guess Thanksgiving special from Countdown to Christmas, and that means we've had to break up an entire week worth of movies into a couple episodes. So over the next three episodes, you'll be hearing from us really quickly uh, in quick succession. So not just next week, next Wednesday when you release this, but instead we'll be you'll be hearing from us every other day. So apologies and congratulations <laughs> thanks for sticking around <laughs> is it a good thing us. or a bad thing we, we don't, we don't know. <laughs> know we don't know we'll see so you'll be hearing from three movies today rather three movies in another couple of days and, and so on and so forth until we get back into the groove of four movies each so wish us luck we're, we're, we're a bit nervous excited for this but also like thanks for hanging in there before we do get into the movies we have discussed we have to discuss this um, episode i have a hallmark happy thought chingai <laughs> What's your Hallmark cap? It's been a while. It's so been a while. I'd love to hear it. So, as we all know, we both love and miss When Calls the Heart. And it's been a while since we talked about the gang. Apparently, they finished, they wrapped up shooting on season 8 uh, last week. And right after we recorded. And we all know my love for Kevin McGarry, also known as Mountie Nathan Grant. And last season, at the end of last season, Chingai and I predicted, or at least we had a hunch that Fiona and her, uh, Mountie Nathan kind of had a thing. Like There, there was, was like a, something there. There was something there. There was something there from their on-screen characters. But I was also like, which would make way, of course, for Lucas Bouchard to end up with our favorite, our, our lead, Mrs. Uh, Thornton. Well, sorry. Yay for Team Lucas. I know, yay for <laughs> Team Lucas. And at the same time, Team Nathan doesn't go to shit because he gets the yeah. lovely Fiona. Yeah. Well. I am going to, well, not breaking news, not breaking news anymore, but Kevin McGarry posted a, a photo on his grid of, I guess, Polaroid photos from uh, the rap party, and they featured him and Kayla Wallace, and honestly, I'm here for it. It's a couple debut. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> At least I'm reading it as a couple debut. All the Andrea Brooks, Julie Gonzalo, and all the adjacent actors that work with the Wentz Calls Call Heart people were all like fangirling and fawning over it. So obviously it's a uh-huh. thing. And I'm here for it. I love Kevin oh McGarry. My God. He deserves the best. <laughs> I, I hope this gets into we they weave it into the plot line somehow because i really like fiona's character and you know i mean as much as i'm for lucas getting the girl i wish the best (laughs) for mountie nathan and i don't want him to get heartbroken you know i mean he yeah he he deserves love love in his life exactly and so does kevin and so i am so happy like it's insane. Like, when I was messaging Chingai when I found out, like, when I woke up at, like, 5 in the morning to this wonderful Instagram post, like, I was super, like, my heart was beating so fast. And I'm just so happy for this. That's my Hallmark happy thought. So excited for season 8 of When Calls the Heart. Uh, we should Very. do, like, a When Calls the Heart episode. I don't know how. Oh, my God. We should do a When Calls the Heart series. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's too much to say. <laughs> there is so much we have to say. Anyway. 
anyway, unfortunately, we have to leave the Hallmark happy thought bubble and dive into our three movies that we're going to discuss this episode. Uh, we'll start off with... <laughs> Nash- a Nashville Christmas Carol star is Jesse Schramm and Wes Brown, who we just talked about a few episodes ago. A television producer is forced to work with the man who broke her heart on a country music Christmas special while being interrupted by Christmas spirits determined for her to revisit her past. Hello? Allow me to introduce the spirit of Christmas past. Well, hello, darling. Okay, this cannot be happening. Biff. Gavin? The past is only part of your story. Nashville's brightest stars light up a classic tale with a twist. When we talked about Wes Brown last, we were very adamant that he needed he needed some sort of come up answers. Uh. <laughs> come up the right way. He needed he needed a break because that last movie wasn't that great. So along comes 2020, the hellfire that 2020 is, and they put my two least favorite things together with Wes Brown, who is a favorite. They put together magic and country music in one (laughs) Christmas movie. This was produced by Kimberly Williams Paisley, who's married to a country music star. And this movie felt like they wanted all these country music people to go on screen and sing their hearts out. And they just used this movie as an excuse to do that. They could have just staged a variety show, a music special, on the Hallmark Channel, and that would have been fine. I mean, did they really have to do this? Did they really have to take Ebenezer Scrooge and all of, you know, did they have to do it? I don't think they had to do it. Did we have to watch it? Yes, because we committed. I tried. I tried, but again, I fell off. I fell off (laughs) the train and I started um, building my Animal Crossing island and I got so far because I was just not paying attention anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've said my piece. I I feel you on your piece. The thing is, we did want justice for West Brown. And I'll I'll, I'll think of the positives like right now. Like my mom used to say, if you have nothing good to say, say nothing at all. But that would mean you would have no podcast. So (laughs) I'm going to try to find the happy thoughts I had on this movie. Mm -hmm. Wes Brown looks great with his silver, pre-silver fox. Like, he's getting there, and I want him to lean into it. I want him to get it full. I want it more prominent. I think that would, like, up it for me. While you made Animal Crossing um, Islands for while watching this, I was making garlic soup as the (laughs) rain poured very hard. Yeah, yeah. So at least I was being productive. I I really wish they would have done more with this, because I actually like country music, or at least country pop. Like, I love I love Marin Morris. Uh-huh. I love Casey Musgraves. I, I, I mean, I listen to like Kelsey Ballerini. So it's like, I, I do love these new country pop girls. Mm-hmm. And I get that wasn't necessarily the market in this like movie, but it just felt like it was all over the place. The way A Timeless Christmas did magical elements and made it so right, this is where it went so wrong. And I feel for Jesse Schramm, who is once again a TV producer who this seems to be like the typecast role she's in, who's trying to find the Christmas spirit, but I, I just couldn't get into it. Uh, the flashbacks were okay. Like the ghosts of Christmas past a little bit. Like, I mean, it was Minona Judd. She's the only one I truly knew as a country star. I was hoping for more. It's wrong of me to hope for more given the plot and like what we were given, but I, I hope Wes Brown does get what he deserves next year, maybe. I don't know. 
I think Wes Brown deserves more. And I, okay, my good thing to say about this is I, I think that Jesse Shram did a good job given wow. the material. Given and the material. I, I am not the biggest Jesse Shram fan. And this, this movie actually like redeemed her for me. I felt that they did have chemistry. It's just, it's not their fault. It's just that they, they, they were saddled with this, with this movie. Yeah, so it wasn't their fault. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. Jesse Schramm, I would love to see you in other things. Wes Brown, come through. I hope the Hallmark Channel, I don't know who you fucked over that they keep giving you, like, not the best scripts, but maybe next time. Maybe next time. I am still for the I mean, silver fox that you are. Christmas 2021, you know? Yeah. We have, you know, 365 days. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately for me, it's a, yeah. it's a North it's a North Pole no. <laughs> it's a North Pole no. I'm so sorry. It's not the worst, guys. It's not, it's not the, the worst. worst. Yes. It's high on the North Pole no, but it's still a mm-hmm. North Pole no. Having said that, we move from one North Pole no <laughs> <laughs> to the Angel Tree, also known as when, when bad things happen to good people. The, the Angel Tree stars Jill Wagner and Lucas Bryan. The plot goes something like this. A writer seeks the identity of the person who helps grant wishes that are placed upon the angel tree and in the process reconnects with her childhood friend. There's a place with an incredible Christmas tradition. The angel tree appears in the town square and a mysterious benefactor known only as Angel makes wishes come true. There's so many more wishes this year. There's no way that one person is ever going to be able to grant all these wishes. Angel needs help. We've only got one week until Christmas. I think we slayed it. <laughs> do you want to meet Angel? Where do I begin? I like Jill Wagner. I like Lucas Bryant. Again, Jesse Schramm and Lucas Bryant were a country at heart, along with, you know, Niall Mater. And again, bad things happening to good people. And I have to say, I felt that way about The Angel Tree. You know when all these movies are the same amount of running time? They're all at two hours, including the ads. This felt like it was four hours long. Like, really. I don't know why I didn't just watch it at, like, 1.5x speed, which is what I do when I, I can't handle things. But for some reason, I decided to torture myself and sat through this at 1x speed, which is insane. And it really felt like it was at 0.5x because it really felt like it was four hours long and not in a good way. You know how you want movies like A Timeless Christmas and Deliver by Christmas and Christmas Bow and Christmas in Vienna to last four hours and yet they go by so quickly? Well, The Angel Tree just wouldn't fucking end. Uh, positives for this one. Let me just tell you the positives. Lucas Bryant in his scruff, in his flannel shirts with his like hipster apron and his dad puns. Yes, 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 yes. All for that. Jill Wagner, beautiful sweaters, always so fashionable, looking very fierce. Do I care that there is a mysterious benefactor that they keep freaking calling (laughs) Angel that is granting wishes? No. Did Chingai and I call and predict from the beginning that it was a bunch of people in the village and not just one person because it's the spirit of giving that like, yes, we called it. Have we predicted other Christmas movies? Of course, it's Hallmark. Everyone can predict these movies. But did I care? I didn't care. I didn't care one fucking bit for this movie. <sighs> Fuck, Chingai, I don't know. I, I have nothing... I have nothing good to say. I love how somber you sound. <laughs> I'm so sad. For a Christmas episode, you sound so <laughs> down. But yeah, this movie was a really big downer. It irked me so much. The cast had so much potential. Because like Lucas Bryant is great. He was bet I like him here 
more than I liked him in the music movie he did with Jesse Sham. It, every everyone was good. It's just that you can smell the plot twist <laughs> a mile away. And this really, I, I maybe it was based on a children's book because this was um yeah. But then Hallmark Channel isn't a, isn't necessarily a children's movie. It's like a rated G channel, but it's <laughs> not. You know, I, I don't know. It was just sad <laughs> although I mean you hear the title The Angel Tree and you are you're, you're already a bit leery about what could happen their chemistry could not save this ridiculous plot I think they had great chemistry actually but it wasn't enough to to make this even mediocre because it yeah, just no, isn't no also I hated the children in this one her daughter I haven't hated kids in well like we did Whoops, sorry. I mean, Vol- the, the movie that shall not be named. The movie that shall not be named. I'll bleep it out. But yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't put this. And that, that would mean it's a North Pole no for me as well. It's a North Pole no for me. It's not the worst, but it's close. Yeah, it's not the worst. The movie that shall not be named still remains our least favorite of the season. And uh, I hope no one ever beats it. But The Angel Tree is coming quite close. It felt like it wouldn't end. And honestly, I just can't. So I... I, I Chingai, we should just stop wasting energy and time and saliva on this as when we can move on to happier things. <laughs> After the break, we'll see if someone saves Christmas for us. <laughs> Santa, Santa, save us. And we're back. Patty and I have taken sips of water to just, you know... <laughs> Cleanse the palate. Yeah, cleanse the palate. And now we're talking about the third movie for this week. Our third and final movie is The Christmas House, starring Robert Buckley, Anna Ayora, Treat Williams, Sharon Lawrence, and Jonathan Bennett. Just a big cast here. Working through some difficult decisions, Mitchell family matriarch Phyllis and patriarch Bill have summoned their two grown sons, TV star Mike Mitchell and Brandon Mitchell home for the holidays. It is their hope that bringing the family together to recreate the Christmas house will help them find resolution and make a memorable holiday for the entire family and community. As Brandon and his husband Jake make the trip home, they are anxiously awaiting a call about the adoption of their first child. Meanwhile, Mike reconnects with Andy, his high school sweetheart. Meeting Men, got a heck of a task ahead of us. Christmas waits for no man. So happy to have you boys <laughs> home. Mom! I don't remember this being so hard. Me either. You guys are selling the house? This has got second chance written all over it. It's just gonna give us so many great memories. And for when we celebrate Christmas with our kids. Two things about this movie um, grabbed my attention right away. First, that it stars Robert Buckley, who I love from Love and Storm, who we talked about before and the second thing is that he actually wrote it so i i learned about this in the the previews that they did for the season and it's it's the movie's based on his family childhood home loosely based on that and so i was a little scared because it it is an ensemble cast it's a family-centric plotline, so it's not pure love story. But I was very excited because they made it very clear in the previews and the commercials that Jonathan Bennett would be playing the gay brother <laughs> with with a husband who's going for adoption. So, you know, 
we've never had that in Hallmark before. I mean, you know, outright acknowledging it, giving him a plot line, giving his husband a plot line, and not making their being gay the central story for the both of them. They both had an arc to follow from beginning to end, and you know, it was it was very rich. This movie felt very rich. It felt it felt very cohesive. Every single person in this large cast had a role to play. And while, you know, I usually favor the love stories more, this movie proved to me that family-themed movies that are wholesome could be cheesy. They can be done so well and so intelligently, I think. It was so tight. It was so well done. What do you think, Pat? 100% concur. I am so proud of Robert Buckley for what he has achieved here and the entire team. And kudos to Hallmark Channel for finally moving into the 21st century and modernity, going against a very conservative base of audience. Like, it is a testament to the changing of the times, and I I am hoping this is but the first of many, many more rich and diverse stories. Because number one, this movie had so many elements which could make it go so wrong. But once again, it goes so right. You're right. There was so much going on. There were so many couples. Everybody was like billed properly because everyone had a story. And you're just like you. I'm usually like, I usually don't care about all these quote unquote side stories, but these weren't side stories. They were equally important stories. I was, I kept messaging you about the parents. I'm like, are, is someone dying? Are they getting divorced? Mm. Is someone dying? Are they? Like, I was actually invested in the parents' story. And I'm so happy that Treat Williams uh, was matched with Sharon Lawrence because she is amazing. I want her to be the mom on Chesapeake Shores. <laughs> he deserves this kind of match. You know what I mean? And then we had Jonathan Bennett's character and his husband, who they were so good that it wasn't even that they were the gay couple. It was just that they were a couple that was going through something that happened to be like an adoption. And then again, then of course, there's like Jonathan Bennett and his relationship with Robert Buckley. Also amazing. The brother's relationship was so good. Usually siblings are just there to be, to act like as a foil for the lead guy. But this one, it was like they were both giving and taking and giving and taking and, and making the story so much richer. I love the teasing. I love the banter. It really felt like they were real siblings and not just siblings for the sake of. And then there is ASMR goddess Anna Ayora and how my god, every time she opened her mouth, I was like, yes, put me, that like, voice. take away my anxiety. Yeah. Exactly. Holy shit, where has she been? We need more of her in more movies because she is great. And her kid was great. I wasn't even annoyed with the kid. I'm so in love with this movie. This is like family movie done right. This is rare, okay, for the two of us to actually like the kid in the story. Um, yes. this, this movie felt like a, a real reflection of life, you know? I mean, I know we tune into Hallmark to, you know, get good vibes <laughs> and all that. But, I mean, you can get good vibes with a cast that looks familiar, that feels real. It doesn't have to be fairy tale, you know? Like, Hallmark circa, I don't know, 2011 or something. It doesn't have to be that way. I am so happy that there's... They're starting to move 
towards yeah the 21st century with movies like this and one thing i love is how robert buckley's character and i guess that this means this this goes for robert buckley himself how he doesn't take himself too seriously this is always a perfect perfect point for me he makes fun of himself you, you i remember you texted me like he's so self-effacing here like he plays an actor who loses who loses his job and like he's on this like really cheeky like law and order-esque show where he's a lawyer and handsome justice and then he goes to his family home and he's reminded of how he would do magic when he was a kid and his name was majestic mike i just I loved it, and and the girl was his was his partner. I mean, you know what? If 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 you took yourself super seriously, you're not gonna write your, yourself into a character that does magic as a kid. You know what I mean? He is. Yeah. I feel like it's so confident the writing of this movie yes. because he knows his stuff and he knows how it's gonna be delivered well. I like how. Um, the snake. What's the what's the saying? The snake bites its tail at the end, where yeah. you start out with a TV show and then you end with him doing a commercial. That's, so that, that's like really, it's comedic. It's comedic. It's gold. so comedic. It was really good. I mean, I would. The setup is the punchline. And <laughs> absolutely, this movie felt like like the original Parenthood. You know, with like a big cast, yes. everyone going through something, but they play off each other very, very well. I love that. I love the diversity here because, like, like in the Christmas Bow, it's just it felt real. It it didn't feel yeah. It didn't feel like there were they were putting token characters in every, every corner of this movie. Everybody had integrity. This movie could have been lazy. They could have had, look, we have gay characters, we're done. But they didn't. They didn't, and I'm so happy they didn't, you know, just rest on that laurel of like, oh, look, we're being progressive and we're being diverse. And I'm so happy because small little details, like how they had like a very Marvel Cinematic Universe ending where it's the, you think it's the credits, but they're still going to mm. give you like teasers of how everything turned out, of like how you see the adoption coming through and you see how now the parents are going hiking together. Mm-hmm. And then you see how there's, you know, Majestic Mike and like in their matching pajamas on Christmas Day. And then you see him do the, like an axe commercial of Mm -hmm. sorts. Like, it's so good. All these little details to the point where, and like, he calls her Andy Cruz, like her whole name. Mm -hmm. And, and he like, he's like, oh, I have 1.2 million followers. And, you know, I can make you a video. And she's like, yeah, but I kind of want to keep my thing local. Like, you know, like she, she called him out on his bullshit, but in a very funny way and he also didn't take it seriously like he didn't take himself serious so seriously that he was like you know offended or anything and how in the end it was a compromise he still gets to become an actor but oh wait because they're shooting in like you know new york and he can just commute like see hallmark there is when there is a will there is a way (laughs) I, i love how chill they were as a couple I, yes. Chemistry-wise, it was great. It wasn't sizzling, but that's not what this no. movie needed. No. They needed, yeah. they needed like the calm couple. And I love how confident she was here. Yes. You know, she just knew he was there for her, and whatever. Let's see what's good. Let's see what happens. And I'm, you know, I'm part of your family. Come on over and have tamales at our house. You know yes. what I mean? It, there's no stupid plot twist where. Um, some other ex comes and then <laughs> and then they don't communicate. They communicated here, and so. and that 
is <laughs> wonderful. More communication, please. She she is we a love queen. Communication. I love her. And Robert Buckley for president, please. <laughs> yes, Robert Buckley for scriptwriter of the year. Like write all the Hallmark movies. They need to be paying you triple. It's amazing. He deserves to be in everything. And yes, this queen, we want to be her. We want that confidence. We want that sparkly gold dress with the crazy backless, you know, girl. That doesn't happen in a it. lot of Hallmark movies. You know, like we can no. comment about how yeah, her wardrobe's great, or yeah, she she looks like that. But this her car Anna Ayora's character, it's like we wanna be you. Like you I wanna yeah. be her. Yeah. I want that confidence to be like, I'm sorry, you have 1.2 million, sorry, what? You're interested in me? Okay, cool. I, I liked you back then, but, you know, like, oh my God. And she just communicated. Also, she's not a widow. Yay. Divorcees. Mm-hmm. I'm just all for realism and, you know, this, this movie delivered in spades. Overall, this is how you do a Christmas movie with 10 million things going on. We always get mad at Hallmark for putting too many things in a movie, but this is when you do it correctly because everything had a purpose, everything had a point. Despite the many plots, kudos to Robert Buckley for getting this together because it was delightful and right. And, you know, it wasn't diversity for diversity's sake. It wasn't tokenism for tokenism's sake. Another example of representation done right. Everything was amazing. Thank you for saving this week for us because, like... I wasn't so sure how this would go, but yeah, thank you, Christmas House. You're ranking really, really high. Very, very high. A hot, warm by the fire because you guys, I'm, I'm gonna go. I, I, when I'm feeling like stressed, I'm, I want to go watch it again. Mm. You know, it, it's, it's good. It's mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. And yes to all the gifs of the Jonathan Bennett kiss on Twitter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Perfection. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Hallmark. Thank you, Christmas Gods. Countdown to Christmas. You've done it again. I'm really proud of you guys. May this be the first of many more to come. Not just in Christmas, but all year round. All year round. Don't. There's no stopping now. <sighs> well, thank God for the Christmas house for saving us this week. Otherwise... Otherwise, (laughs) what a week it would have been. And I guess, thank you for joining us again this week. It's a shorter episode, but we'll we'll have four short episodes for you coming up. So we hope you hang in there with us as we as we eat our way through Thanksgiving week. I already started with uh, some turkey tonight. So Mm -hmm. I, I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving and an exciting week ahead. We'll see you guys in like a couple days. See you in a few days. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.